God bless you. God bless you. It's Thursday night and it is time for a Bible study. I am Apostle Dr. Dawn Nickel Manning and we are on the series discussing relationships. Relationships. Uh, we talked uh, <clears throat> last week about the foundation of relationships as they basically are compartmentalized according to what type of relation that we are engaging ourselves in. A relationship deals with uh, two components, thoughts or persons um, or, more, that, or more that come into a space of agreement on certain concepts, concepts and certain things. Um, at times they may disagree, but they have an understanding that the focus is to collaborate, work together. So we went over that. If you want to recapture it, you can go back um, to the YouTube. If you uh, click the link after I am um, done on the broadcast, I'll put the link up, which is our monthly newsletter. But in our monthly newsletters, there's access to the podcast, Bible studies. It's also um, some Bible school lessons as well so that you can keep your spiritual man edified and uplifted and knowledgeable on the word of God. So you can always go back and review these things. Thank goodness for technology, but you can always go back and review it. But this uh, series is based on relationships. We're talking about relationships. And tonight I am going to talk about marriage. Now, I don't want you to shy away if you're not married, if you're divorced, or if you are widowed. When we talk about marriage, marriage is an institute that has been created by God. And it's something that we need to all be knowledgeable about because when we are knowledgeable about marriage, we respect it more. We respect couples who are engaged in marriage. And we also are able to share information or bring people into the light of what the components of marriage should be. So it doesn't matter if you're single, divorced, widow. It doesn't matter. It's good to listen in. It's good to learn so that you can be a help to someone else. And also people who are widowed and people who may have been divorced or what have you, you still have knowledge on, once again, what it takes to make a marriage work. You also, maybe some things that happened that didn't work where you can give advice to say, hey, don't do this because if you do that, you may cause for things to dysfunction. There's always some piece of wisdom or advice that you can give to someone uh, based on your status. I will say this, um, that uh, it is important that people, when they uh, <clears throat> are, are dealing with married couples or married people, that you yourself should be functioning in a marriage and that marriage should be a marriage that is good. And I say good because, you know, some people say, yeah, it's fantastic, that, but marriage, all marriages have their ups and downs. But what makes a good marriage is a marriage where the two people are willing and they want to make it work and they find a solution to come out of conflict and they get to a place of uh, effective conversation so that they can build upon the strength of what their marriage has established so that they can continue till death do us part. So that's what a good marriage is. So it's always important if you are a married couple, find someone else who is in a good marriage. That does not mean that they don't have any problems. That does not mean that they do not argue, but it means that they have some type of way of finding a solution and coming to a place where they are back together 
They are unified as one despite everything that's going on around. They have created a system, a pattern. There is a collaboration that has been established, a commitment wherein they understand, listen, we will get angry at times, but we will not fall apart because we are willing and we want to make our connection remain established. So that's a bit of advice that I would give to anyone. Along the way, you can always pick up something from someone. But when you are looking for guidance, when you are looking for counseling, you have to look. The word says mark a good man, right? You have to look at someone that you see is operating in that vein. I am not saying that it's not good to talk to someone who may be single. But once again, when you are going through something and God, the Holy Spirit is leading you and God tells you to go and speak to such and such, God is going to direct you to individuals or persons that are knowledgeable in that area because we become knowledgeable in that area through experience. I'll give an example. I, uh, uh, I, can, I, I cannot expound to a person on what it means to be delivered or set free from drugs. I have never used drugs. And I thank God for that. Thank God for the testimony he's kept me from that. I have not uh, been a person of substance abuse. I don't know anything about that. The only thing I have heard is just once again through reading and through talking to other peers about different types of programs that help people to get up out of addiction. But I would not, I would advise someone to find someone who has been delivered. Maybe they're 20, 20, 30 years out from using uh, 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 substances and narcotics or what have you, drugs, alcohol, and they're been, they can say that they've been 15, 20 years out, 10 years out. I would say, listen, you need to go talk to that person because they can better assist you on giving you advice on how to be delivered and set free from different types of substances. Common sense is the same thing with marriage. It's the same thing. That is not to put anybody down. That is not to make anybody feel bad. But you have to find someone who has similar experience and wisdom and godly knowledge on those things. Okay, that's just my, my little thing. And I just, whatever the Lord tells you to do, be obedient to it. Where How the Holy Spirit leads you, be obedient to that. But it's always good to speak with people who have experience and who are um, walking in that same common area, sim similar area that you're walking in and to find advice from them. Because honestly, a, a, a single person can't tell a married couple how to really survive. It's, it's different. It totally is different. Uh, when I was a single pastor, I, I honestly told people who were you know, married, you know, I, I had gone through a divorce. I was married, I had gone through a divorce, but I would tell them, look, it's important. If, if you read a book, uh, you know, I would advise them to go to someone who is a counselor that does marriage counseling. Um, I thank God for the late Bishop uh, uh, David Barnes, because I would direct people to Bishop David Barnes because, wow, he was awesome when he was doing marital um, counseling. And I do uh, attribute a lot of my uh, knowledge based on how he taught my husband and I to, um, to support and to help other married couples. So I just give that to you as a bit of wisdom, not to um, dismantle whatever connections you may have, but always acknowledge the Lord and let him direct your path when it comes to your relationships, especially if you are married. 
Ask the Lord where to lead you to get knowledge and where to, to lead you to get advice and godly counsel. Okay, so we're talking about relationships tonight. We're talking about the relationship of marriage. The relationship of marriage is a collaboration between two individuals who make a commitment to say that they are going to make sure that they stay committed to one another. Okay, good, good. All right, so now we have the basis for that. Marriage is a beautiful thing and gift from God. Whether you are just entering into a marriage or you have been married for 50 years, you can find encouragement in God's word. And I'm going to go over a couple of Bible verses to encourage your marriage, as well as expound upon how to make sure you keep things intact. The enemy always remembers this, comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. That is his assignment and that is his job. And honestly, he does it well. And the reason why he does it well, when he does it well, it's because we have allowed for some type of way for a hole, a little crack to be, to be open for him to enter in. And the whole point of this series is to show us and to talking about this tonight. Don't let the enemy, don't create any cracks for the enemy to come in. Because if he finds a little crack... He's going to blow it up. All he needs is a little space to blow it up. And I and I tell you this, it's little things. It's little things that usually causes for married couples to go into a spiral and it escalates and it turns into something else. Oh, you didn't put the toilet tissue roll back on the way that it's supposed to go. Some people say it goes on top. Some people says it goes under. It's toilet tissue. It's going to be used and utilized to do what it needs to do and flush down a toilet. You got to think, what's the big picture? Am I going to really let toilet tissue cause for us to get into this crazy fight? Let me tell you something. I've learned that, you know, every little thing is not going to be always in order. I, I had an issue kind of OCD, so to speak, where it's like I had to have everything in order. When you have a family, when you are with someone else, it's okay for something. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, we want our houses clean. I'm not going to agree with the, the nastiness. You need a clean house. I don't care what anybody say. In order for you to really think clearly and allow for the spirit of God, you got to have some clear space so that, that, so that you can be able to have an atmosphere that's clear to receive the downloading of what God wants to give you. So I'm not talking about a dirty house, but I'm just saying, like, say, for instance, a cup. I've seen couples go into battle because a cup was left out of place. It's it's a cup. See, but the enemy, he lose that little crap. And he wants to escalate that. Oh, you never put things back in order. You never put things back in place. And then the enemy starts making you think about all this other stuff that you probably resolved and got over. It, and it starts getting worse and the arguments are getting worse. And at the end of the conversation, you don't even remember what you were fussing about. And it was just about a little cup, you know, that toilet tissue not being put up instead of put down. You got to you got to take a breath and you got to say, is it worth it? You got to look at the enemy and what he's trying to do. The enemy wants to steal our joy. The enemy wants to steal our peace. And the majority of the time that we are together as married couples, as coming together, we should be ex we should be excited about being in one another's presence. We should be happy and we should be just totally escalated on the fact that we have somebody to enjoy life with. But the enemy will take that away by using devices to keep us off focus, 
That's why we have to stay in the word of God. That's why we have to be focused on the scriptures because the scriptures keeps us rooted and grounded so that when we see the enemy trying to seep seep in, we say, no, no, Satan, it's time for you to flee in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. You have no place in my marriage. Come on, somebody give me a heart. Give me a, a likes, a thumbs up. Come on, let me know that you're with me. Say something to me on tonight. And for those of you who are here, please go ahead and share, especially with those of love of Jesus deliverance. Let them know that I'm on and tell them to come on and be a part of this Bible study on tonight. Come on and tell them, look, we're going to learn something on tonight. We're going to help one another on tonight. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 13, 2 and 7 is the first scripture for tonight's Bible study lesson on marriage. 1 Corinthians 13, 2 through 7. 1 Corinthians 13, 2 through 7. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not pride, prideful. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It is not easily angered. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. It keeps no record of wrongs. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That is the foundation in which all the scriptural foundation and which all married couples need to stand upon. You can have gifts. You can sing. You can prophesy. You can do all of these great things. But if you do not have love, you have nothing. And love starts at home and then it spreads abroad. So if you are in your relationship with your spouse and you do not show forth love, Everything you else, everything else that you're doing out doors of your house, it means absolutely nothing. It's going to truly come to naught because first of all, you're trying to impress man, but God sees all. Always remember that. God sees all. God sees what you're doing in your secret space. God sees what you're doing out in public. God sees what you're thinking in your mind. He knows all of our thoughts and our ways before we speak them. Before we even speak them, he knows us. So if we're trying to do all of these things, to put on a show for everybody else and we can't be nice to the person that we committed ourselves to be in a collaboration with, guess what? All of that, you are nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Love, it's it's kind. It's not envious. If your spouse is doing something and working on something, you need to make sure that you are encouraging them. You are lifting them up. You should be the biggest cheerleader that your spouse has. The number one fan, making sure that you are pushing them and driving them to always do better and to be their best, not becoming jealous. Love, when you have love in your heart, you don't have time for jealousy. Don't look, oh, such and such is calling on them or such and such, they're doing this and they're moving and they're progressing. And, you know, thank God that's your spouse. Because what, when your spouse is blessed, you're blessed, right? When God exalts your spouse, you right there, you won't get exalted too. 
So it's no place in your marriage for envy and jealousy. Men, women, you should never allow for another person to come around or in your relationship that causes your spouse to feel like you're giving them more attention wherein it's causing for them to feel jealous. That's not the way it should work. When people on the outside look at you and how you treat your spouse, they should be saying, oh my goodness, Lord, one day if you can bless me with someone that's going to love me like that. You should be teaching other people on what love is through your example and through the way you work with your spouse. Your spouse should not ever feel insecure because you're looking and you're complimenting someone else. If you can't, before you walk at that door, you can't look in your spouse's eye and you can't say something nice and something kind to compliment them, to give them an accolade, to make them feel good about themselves, then something is wrong. And you got to seek the father to help you to see what that is and you need to change it. But love. It does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. We have to be truthful with our spouses because that's what's going to allow for us to constantly rejoice. Rejoicing and, and knowing that your your spouse, if somebody else comes to you, y'all know how I am. Y'all, you, you all know how I am. Don't come to me with no foolishness about my husband. Mm-mm. You're not going. You're not going to do that because we've established a friendship wherein if something happens, I I say listen. Make sure I hear it from you. I want to hear nothing about this, that, and the other on the street. I want to know from you what happened, what's going on. And that truthful atmosphere that we create, it causes for a strong bond wherein when we're in one another's company, we can rejoice. We can be at peace. We can be at happy. When you're with your spouse, that's what it's about being at peace and being happy.